0: Dear friends, today is Sunday, and I'm going to take you back to a Sunday many years ago, when I made a visit in Korea to the Temple of Compassion. Chapter nine. Imagine this: a fluid, faint, rose-colored stroke of light is being applied to a still dark night sky with a light, soft Korean watercolor brush. One generous, relaxed yet precise slow dense movement across the horizon just below this water-colored smear of light the silver gray breeze textured japan seas lie still quietly breathing slow breathing dawn takes her time in korea and not so much breaks as slow fractures the velvet summer night sky with her delicate light projections gentle but strong Meditative early morning sky images accompany the sound of a low, distant Mokta, the handheld wooden bell, which is used at Nexansa, the Buddhist temple of compassion, to welcome the new day. The title of this chapter is, There is no gate to enter. I am seated at the eastern sandy edge of Korea, partaking in the ancient ritual of sunup it also happens to be sunday although it's only four thirty a.m there are many other people in attendance at this age old yet always moving spectacle of greeting the sun most are sitting or standing quietly some with hands together in the buddhist greeting bow slowly many times over while the sun appears but buddha's eye A little further down, a small group of women, using some gathered rocks, have created a a little altar. On it, a few candles and some incense create a sacred setting. One of the women repeatedly lights and burns rolled up sheets of paper. While they burn, she holds them with both hands towards the rising sun. The paper has writing on it. For hope, one of my friends tells me. While in the sea two fishing boats heavy with the night, night's catch, their dark green bows high out of the water are on their way home to the harbour. In the wake they leave two soft parallel lines written in foam. Thus, by drawing a line under the sunrise, they also alert me to this magical moment in time. When the sun has changed from a, a soft red sphere into a disk of pure golden light, which reflects all of our hopes, wishes, and prayers, we leave quietly to refresh ourselves in one of the many springs for which this area is famous, a fresh morning wash. Granite mountains, springs, crystal clear water, the water in a small trickle runs from a jug held held by the statue of Buddha's disciple Kwan-num in a large stone bowl imagine this early morning sound it is still early about five thirty, as we slowly make our way up the path through the red chosen pine trees and bamboo gar- gardens towards the naksam temple in one of those magic morning moments we come across the temple quietly reflecting first rounding A corner we gaze upon a very large square pond. Its still black water has not yet received the light of the sun. The deep black mirror surface surface lies eerily still. The image of the temple now lit by the sun is a perfect reflection in in it, like some magic place caught in, in a crystal. Sitting in front of the temple we watch as the rising sun illuminates more and more of its splendor, slowly unwrapping for us the magnificent temple, like a special present. I learned that this ancient temple was built in the seventh century, burned to the ground during the Korean War in the 1950s and recently rebuilt along its original lines. We climbed the steep granite steps up towards the temple. The threshold, as in all temples, is across a wood beam of balance, about 30 to 40 centimeters high. The effort of stepping over this, I'm told, is designed to create the awareness of entering another space, a magnificent space. Leaving our shoes outside, we enter a, a large single hole. It is still inside, very still, a comfortable stillness. After bowing and three prostrations, we sit Early morning meditation. The hall is dominated by a large carved statue of Kwan Tung Nung. It has many hands. Each of these holds a symbol as a reminder of certain important aspects of our behaviour in this world. I notice a lotus flower, arrows, a jug, beads, a cloud, etc. This imposing statue is flanked by six additional statues all in the same plain carved wood. These seven carvings in turn are surrounded by 1500 large, smaller individuals carved statues, each about 50 centimeter high, and each expressing a different mudra. Some of the 1500 sculptures are in the process of being carved in gold leaf, a slow restoration to their former glory. It is interesting to note that the gold leaf work has started from the outside circle of statues towards those in the center. I suppose that in this way the large carvings of kwan will probably be the last to be covered in gold. I noticed an interesting tradition of leaving contributions on many of the statues' hands, heads, and knees. I observed donations of little piles of coins. The temple itself is dominated by a huge stone statue of kwan which overlooks both the sea and the temples from a rocky wooden outcrop. It turns into a golden radiance when the sun rises. rises. Being dwarfed by both the statue and the immense expanse of the sea below puts me in my place and creates for me a reflective and contemplative mood. That afternoon we journey home by bus through a mountainous landscape so immense that although I keep dozing off, tired from a night without sleep and a day intensive viewing and discovering, I force myself to keep awake in order to experience as much as possible the full impact of these imposing mountains and the magnificence of the landscape. It is easily the most beautiful landscape I've ever traversed. The driver takes us swiftly across high mountain passes, swirling roads, steep grades, tight corners, fast descents and numerous stops towards Seoul. On the way down we pass through a wide valley where the journey of the whole day is momentarily underwritten by the magnificent grandeur of the light of the setting sun which reflects golden between the viridian lines of the rice paddies which flash by In their different and ever changing patterns. No matter how modern Korea has become, it is between these illuminated rice lines that we can read and sense sense her ancient history.